I'm Zach Bohannon. I make my living telling stories, but I'm also a metalhead, retired drummer, avid gamer, and most importantly, a loving husband and father. Join me each week as I sit down with a fellow dad and discuss balancing a creative life with family, careers, hobbies, and all the other things guys love. This is the Creator Dad Podcast. Honor Ray, you know, it's funny. I'm really disappointed because we're supposed to be doing this in person today, but I, I feel like I'm there because I can see your yard behind you. So that's right. Yes. It's like you're here, except you wouldn't want to be here right now because it no. doesn't look like this. Um, it looks uh, like there are no leaves on the trees and it's 30 degrees outside. Yeah. We can pretend so it, it wouldn't like be that. fun. Yes. Yeah. We can pretend it looks like that right now. And in, in, in like a month, it will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's It's going to happen really fast. So it's funny. Yeah. Like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually going tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, you know, they're doing the big outdoor hockey game tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. as we record, they're doing a game where the Titans play at Nissan stadium. The predators are playing a game there and, oh, uh, outside. <laughs> and, uh, it's really interesting because they've been, I've been reading articles stuff this week. Like they've put, they've had the ice out there for like a week, but they've been, because it's been rainy, it's been 60, then it's been 30. Like they've been struggling to keep everything. Our right weather. Yeah. Our weather is crazy pants. Yeah. It's interesting. So I, I don't yeah. know, it's not supposed to rain tomorrow, but it will be really interesting if I go to a hockey game, it starts raining. Like, I don't know. All right. It's going to be weird, but, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so we're not together in person, but that I, I figure that gives us an excuse later on to record this in person and do another episode. Let's do it. Yes. We'll have plenty to talk about. Or maybe this is episode zero of a hundred. Who knows? So how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really doing so good. That's all that you, you seem to always like, you're one of those people I know you're obviously not always doing good because no one's always doing good. No, nope, like, that's correct. But, um, but you know, one thing I've always loved about you is just that you're, I don't know, you just, the way you kind of look at life and you always are really, you're positive, but you're also really realistic, which I think is, uh, which, which is one of the things I love about you. It's also, you. I will say, and, um, I debate whether I was going to say this to you on here, but like, Uh-oh, it was also one of the things initially I didn't like about you. <laughs> that, I'm too happy. No, no, that you were too straightforward. Oh, like, that, yes. that you were kind of like, and, and you'll say this. I mean, you, you, you were, you very much own the woo woo thing. And, and, and when I first heard you we're, and we're talking back in like 2014 or 2015, so this was years ago now yeah, when I first yeah. heard you, I, I just, I, I heard you and I was like, oh, that she's too woo woo for me. And, and, but <laughs> I, but, but I'll tell you, it was a me what? problem. It was totally a me oh, problem. Interesting. Because, okay. Because I wasn't. I wasn't, I don't want to say mature enough, but like not in a spot in my life where I um, could take that message at the time. Like just your straightforwardness, because you will tell yeah. people things that they don't necessarily want to hear and, and have no yes, restraint doing that. <laughs> well, I, I do it though, from a place of experience yeah, and also from love and caring. Like one of my values is to leave everyone and everything better than I found them. And that is something I wrote 30 years ago in my journal. Like I wrote a personal code of conduct, which I don't really ever talk about like ever. I don't even know why I'm talking about it now, but I wrote it down 
as like, here's what I'm going to do. Like, here's how I'm going to live my life. This is what's important to me and to help people to avoid pain and to gain pleasure, outcomes, goals, you know, achieve things. If I can help someone get where they want to go faster, that's where I want them to go. And you're right. I am, I am very direct. I've learned a lot from my husband who is Southern and can, can be very diplomatic. As a matter of fact, I was, someone was saying, you know, something about diplomacy and I said, well, my husband has his own level of diplomacy. His name is Byron and we call it Byronizing. Like he can tell you to go to hell and you're going to be like, yeah, and I got to, I got to pack a swimsuit and some suntan lotion. <laughs> you're looking forward to the trip. And then it's like, wait a minute, what just happened? So thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, I, I eventually got to a place where I realized again, you know, that there's sometimes you need to hear things that, you know, you don't necessarily want to hear. And, 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 and I think the more important thing is, is that once I, especially once I met you and really got to know you, and, and I think I even said this to Patrick O'Donnell when I had him on, I think I said it on the podcast, um, you, you know, you, you're like one of the most caring and giving people that I've met. So um, not only just in the book world and my off, but like just in general, like you said, you love to give back. And, you know, I, I like one of the, one of the things you always say to me is like, well, what can I do for you? You know? And I just think that's really awesome and is, is few and far between. Um, and, and I'm also sure is like part of the reason of why you've gotten where you've gotten and, and because it's genuine, it's not, you're not just doing it to, to try to get something back in return. No, I think it's really um, it's a, it's an okay idea to want to do well, right. To be yeah. prosperous and to be abundant and, and to be financially sound. But if that's the only thing that therein lies the rub, right. It's like, well, I want to be financially successful and then I'll be nice and then I'll be kind. And people don't realize that if you can't give 10 cents out of a dollar, you're not going to give 1 million out of 10 million. Yeah. Right. Like you have to build that muscle all along the way and it's okay to be prosperous and successful and a good person. They're not mutually exclusive. Sometimes they are, but if you want it to be permanent, then it cannot be. Absolutely. Exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's also a differentiator. And I've always been a study studier of, uh, and a, a student of what differentiates people in a good way. So I pay attention to what's effective and I pay attention to what's not effective. And I try to do the things that are effective. Yeah. And yeah, you're exactly right. And we're all, uh, you kind of just hand it kind of at something I was going to bring up, you know, saying that we're all different. I mean, everybody, uh, we're, we, we react to things differently. We think differently, you know? Um, and yep. another part of that is that, you know, success is different for everybody. You know I mean? That's, Correct. That, that's one of the, and I think that gets lost. Like I have authors come to me all the time and they'll ask me, you know, well, how did you get to a point where you can, you could do this full time and like be so successful. And I'm like, well, you have to define success first. It's like, I don't make a ton of money doing this. Like, I mean, I, but I've defined what, like, I live a very minimalist lifestyle and I've defined what enough for me is, you right. know, and, and, right. and, the and more, that's different for everybody. It is, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, obviously what I, would I like to make more money and would I like to, you know, uh, have an abundance and stuff? Absolutely. My life yes. wouldn't change that much if at all, but, but I don't have to like my, 
my enough number, I call it for me is like so achievable and reachable that um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, but I think people have to think about that. And um, yeah. because if you, if you don't know what enough is, then you're just going to keep chasing more and more and more and more. Oh, and you're, I don't, I, and I think if you do that, it's going to be harder to be, you know, happy, not complacent because you don't want to ever really get complacent, but like to, right. to feel fulfilled. Well, and to feel like enough is enough because some people yeah. are trying to fill an empty, a hole that has a, a leak at the bottom. Yeah. So there's not ever going to be enough because they're just going to keep doing more and more and more. But it's like, once you've checked the boxes, you know, yeah. then what do you do? Oh, wait, you become philanthropic and you make other people's lives awesome, <laughs> right? There's, there's that, there's that piece that is possible too. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you have to define what you value. You know, it's like, um, and he won't care me saying this, but like our mutual friend, JD Barker, you know, like yeah. JD, JD wants to live in a big house. JD loves cars. He wants to collect cars. Like, oh, I don't care about any of that. Like, I don't need, I don't, I want to live in, I don't want to live in a small, like, I don't want to live in a tiny home, but I don't want a huge house. Like I'm totally fine driving my little used car and that'll never change. Even if I had a bunch of money, like, and, but like, that's yeah. what makes him happy. And that's, that def helps define his enough, you know? Yes. Um, and fortunately he writes like a boss and yeah. so people throw yeah, he's, at he's him, a right? Like, yeah. At the end of the day, like his, his, his desires and his skill level meet <laughs> Yeah. and he can, he can crush it for sure. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. The other thing about him, and we actually just talked about this on the latest Writers Inc. we recorded by the time your episode airs, it'll probably be a couple of weeks old, but it was our February Q and A we did. We, we got asked a money question. And like, one of the things we talked about too is, you know, JD is getting seven figure advances and stuff, you know, and he writes yeah. to James Patterson and all this, yeah. but like JD yeah. also doesn't just depend on that money. He has other revenue streams. He's very well um, he invests. He has, he has real estate properties. He invests in does Airbnbs, like all that sort of stuff. So it's not like he, if, if, if something happened to his writing and all of a sudden he couldn't write one day, like he still would be fine because he has done, he's been smart with his money and he's invested that's in good. other things that will continue to make him passive income. Yes. You know, that's also a wise idea I've heard. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very wise. So that, that was I what, that. yeah, that's what Joanna had said to me, you know, she, uh, was, was, you know, would check in with me and Jay whenever, uh, we, uh, join a pen I'm talking about for anyone. Yes, I know, yes. I know, you know, I know. um, but, uh, but you know, she'd be like, make, you know, what else are you doing? Make sure you have multiple revenue streams. Don't just depend on, on, you know, writing and stuff. And that's helped, you know, grow out and do different things that Jay and I've been doing and what I've been doing and stuff. So, but, um, I try to think, so like, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, your, your woo woo and stuff and all that. And like, I, again, I love how you own that. And it's really just, that's really part of your brand. Um, but like, I'm trying to think how to ask this, like, I'm curious, like where that came from or like what, what, where that started from, like kind oh. of some of the viewpoints that you do have on money and building wealth and all that stuff. Well, so I do own the woo woo, but if I, when I'm talking to my mastermind, I will say like, I have my two hands and yeah. the left hand is the woo and the right hand is the practical and I bring them together. Yeah, I should have clarified I don't that think, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I think that's important. I think it's important for people to know that there's a practical side. There's the harder I work, the luckier I get piece. Yeah. 
right? So it's like my mindset to me is the woo-woo side. Like what I think about, I bring about, right? Yeah. But then there's also, as you pray, move your feet, <laughs> yeah. right? And so I can sit and I can say a mantra like, oh, my books write themselves. And then I open my computer. Nope. The word count is the same. Zero. So I, I understand that there is a a connection, at least for me. And when I have taught my viewpoint to people, they have had similar or the same results. Um, where it comes from is or where it came from, I think was a little bit out of desperation and a little bit out of inspiration. So when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I moved to New York to pursue a modeling uh, and commercials career, like to be in commercials. Have you ever seen me? I haven't. You have not. No, you have not. No, you have not. Because I didn't ever crack into that, right? I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but ultimately it was my seventh grade typing class that came in very handy. And also my friendly, positive Miss Ohio attitude, which is what they called me at all the places that I worked in New York. I was a temp. And so I would go work in these offices and, you know, New York is very fast and quick and direct, which I think is where a lot of my directness comes from. Um, because I don't tend to beat around the bush. I think that's probably where that came from, but I would answer the phone. And I would say, well, good morning. Thank you for calling American express. How can I direct your call? And some people would just say American express, and then they would stop talking. Right. That's how they answer the phone. Yeah. You know, it's like just, just above what. Yeah. <laughs> or speak. Right. So I was, they would call my temp agency and they would ask for me. They would say, we want, you know, Miss Ohio, the funny name. Right. So, <laughs> um, so, so that was where, that was where some of that started, but I was Po, P-O apostrophe. I was, yeah, I couldn't even afford to spell poor. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was making just enough and I lived a block and a half from Marble Collegiate Church, which uh, I would I think now people don't know who Norman Vincent Peale was, but he wrote a book called The Power of Positive Thinking and a whole bunch of other books. Mm -hmm. And I went to that church and it was the day that Dr. Peale was retiring after 60 years on the pulpit. And, and the reason that I liked um, what Dr. Peale said, and, and I am more spiritual than religious, but the thing that I liked about Dr. Peel and the power of positive thinking was that it gave me, it gave me ownership of my experience mm. in, in essence, right? You can have a positive attitude or you can have a negative attitude. Yep. And so that really resonated with me because my background was not awesome. Foster kid lived in a children's home. Like I had some trauma as a kid. And so being able to press the reset button and say, what happened then is done. What happens now is up to me. Like I was a kid, I couldn't control what happened to me, but now I am cause, right? I am the cause of what happens. I am not at the effect of what happens to me. So between Dr. Peel and Tony Robbins, which was interesting because I discovered um, the power of positive thinking and started attending that church and then one of my friends at the church told me about Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. And then I was just hooked on that type of reading. 
And so then I discovered the newer motivational speakers and then the old folks, right? The, the, now they're super old, right? <laughs> Back in the eighties, they were just old. Now they're super old or, or deceased. <laughs> but I discovered the works of Catherine Ponder and Florence Govelshin and, um, uh, you know, Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy, right? So there's like a whole gent, Bob Proctor, who just passed away not too long ago, right? There's a whole slew of people who write about mindset and positivity. And so that's where all of that comes from. So it sounds like it's woo, but it's really just controlling your mind. And now we understand that what you think about, you do bring about, right? You, what you are, what you focus on is what comes to pass. And so if you expect bad things to happen, they're probably going to happen. If you expect good things to happen, they're probably going to happen. So which one do you want? And I'm simplifying some more complex things, but that's really where it came from was being in a place where I wasn't coming, wasn't coming from Silver Spoon, lots of money, lots of education, barely graduated high school. I was not coming from anything other than I, I was a good, nice person. And I also like shiny objects, right? Like, so I'm somewhere between you and JD, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, um, and those things cost money. And so I just paid attention and I did a lot of reading. And the thing that I learned most of all is that the more I work on myself, the better everything outside of me got, that there's nothing outside of myself that creates my success. That's it. It's what's what I think, what I say and what I do, period, end of discussion. And so the more I, I go inside and focus on myself, the better things are on the outside. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're so right. I mean, it's, I think people get caught up. Like I remember, um, uh, in the same, the same trip and same conversation when I was talking to Joanna, you know, Lindsay broker was there too. And, and, and Lindsay said to me and Jay, she was like, you know, cause, cause this is a time, this is back in 2017 when he and I were about to make the leap going full time, like leaving our day jobs and everything. Yeah. Um, and, and actually it was like, that's when Joanna told me I need to go home and quit my job. And then I did. So, um, nice. <laughs> but good job, Joanna. But, good advice. Uh, but Lindsay in that same conversation, you know, something she said was, um, she said, you know, if you, if you ever come across a time where you need money, like you'll just make it. And, and, and that sounds like a lot of people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, well, it's easy for her to say, or like, you know, it's not that easy, you know, like money doesn't just appear, but like, if you need money, you will find a way to get that money That's to, right. to take care That's of yourself. Right. So I think That's that, right. um, what you're saying is so true. Like there is a, a definite intersection between the woo woo and the practical where, yes. yeah, if you, if you think that things are not going to happen, like if, if I think that I'm never going to write a book or I'm never going to sell so many copies, then I'm not going to, because I'm not like, I've already decided you're down before you're, you're, de- exactly. you're, you're out before you're, before you're even trying, you've already decided it's not possible. Yes. And, but if you have that mindset and you're like, no, I can do this, you know, and then there is a practical, practical steps to get to that point, which you have to do, like you're saying, Correct. you have Correct. to do the work. And, um, but, work. but, but yeah. the mindset is, is so, so important. And, and you know, mindset thing makes the work easy too. Absolutely. Mindset makes yeah, it the does. Work easier. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not, you're not, you're not 
fighting uphill, you know, as, yeah. as bad as you would be if you felt defeated and like it, that everything you're doing is going to amount to nothing. Right. And, um, you know, another thing you mentioned, and we were actually kind of talking about this before we went on, um, and it's really timely because this morning I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, The, the Minimalist. And they were having a conversation about uh, like stoicism and such, and and they and they were talking about how uh, like you can't control what happens to you. The only thing you can nope. control is how you react to it, you or know? don't, or don't, or don't react to it. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or, or how you do or don't react to something. Um, that is your only choice. Like there are so many things in life right. that happen to us that we have no control over. Um, and, but you can control how you react or don't react. And, um, and, and I truly feel, you know, that for the most part, happiness is a choice. Like a a lot of people, um, I know obviously people have different circumstances, but you even mentioned like you, um, it would be really easy not knowing honor a quarter to talk to you for five minutes and be like, oh, well, of course, like she's lived, she's lived great her whole life. Like she's got all this stuff. But like, you know, you obviously didn't like you came from, you had trauma, you know, you've been, you've been through a lot, you've been through divorce, like there's a lot, a lot of different things. And, and a lot of other people have gone through similar, the same things and, you know, decide to let that defeat them, you know? Yes. Yes. And and you haven't. So uh, there, there's, there's definitely a lot to say about that. Well, I'm, I have a, I think whether it's nature or nurture it was also a decision yeah it's also a decision a decision every day to go all right and I even as I go through life and have the challenges that we all have health challenges family challenges right like just the things that come up it's interesting I was uh I was I had something going on in my personal life and Mm -hmm. I was doing interviews for my summit and one of my girlfriends said, how's that going? And I said, oh, you know, right now this is what's happening. And she was like, oh my gosh, do you want to reschedule? Should we do this later? And I was like, no, cause I don't know if I'm upset now or not. Like, I don't know, right? Like you don't know, I don't get upset now until there's a reason to get upset. So I tend to just kind of go, all right, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> the good news or bad news. I don't really know. Boy, it's taken a long time to get here but not being on the roller coaster it's a good time, right? The yeah. only time I want to be on a roller coaster is like at Disney World when I actually get on a roller coaster. The rest of the time, I like just nice, even airing on the side of optimistic and enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, I mean, we all love that neutral, obviously, whatever your yes. neutral, your normal is. And I mean, yeah. we've seen that. I mean, how much we've seen that the last few years when everyone's normal has been thrown out. But like, again, uh, right. And they're le- and, and a lot of people are letting what's going on outside of their front door determine what's going on inside of them, exactly. not just inside their house, but inside of their, their heart and their mind. It's not healthy kids. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, you're a hundred percent. And I mean, we, we, we saw a lot of that where, you know, um, I don't know, like it is just, it's just interesting to see how different people reacted to those things. And correct. Um, but, uh, like, I know for yeah. me, like, not like, not a whole lot changed. I was like, Oh, okay. Well my daughter's home. Cause she can't go to school. And you know, my wife's out of work for a month and a half because she's a massage therapist and you can't do that in a pandemic. Um, 
uh, especially early well, but on. She's got to keep up the skills. I'd be like, listen, sister. get." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, but I was like, to keep up your practice, get up, get up in the shoulder. I've been writing. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I did. I just kept going and I was like, okay, well, like I'm just going to keep writing. And I was like, the only yep. difference now is more people are home and yeah, it is a little weird writing post-apocalyptic books in a pandemic. I'm not going to lie. That was kind of interesting. I was going to say, yes. Yes, I had some things shift for my writing because of the pandemic. So for sure, I get it. Yeah. So, but uh, well, you you kind of hinted to like a minute ago, kind of like the beginning. And I want to I want to talk a little bit about your beginning because I just think your story is yeah. is is really really interesting. So, um, and and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I from what I remember, and this I'm probably wrong because I think that when I heard you talk about this was like years ago on a podcast. But from what I remember, like one of the things you really did to get your start, and I've told people about this forever, because I just think it's so genius was um, you'd written the books about your, your divorced mom series books after you'd gone yep. through a divorce. And, yep. um, you know, like you, I, I know one of the first problems you faced was like, well, how do I get these out there? And, and you did, you basically turned your books into business card for, for divorce, divorce lawyers, right? Like that was kind of what yeah. really got you going in the beginning, right? Um, well, so, th so the successful single mom series started with just the successful single mom book. Uh -huh. But my first book was a book called Tall Order, which I have since done a 10th anniversary edition of like five years ago, right? So it's a long time. Um, but the single, the successful single mom books, um, were I had a blog spot I still do because I got a little email saying it's not optimized for the phone and I'm like yeah it's never going to be optimized for the phone <laughs> <laughs> never, <laughs> never thank you thank you Google never neither is my live journal yeah so we're <laughs> done we're, we've moved on we've moved on it's 2022 um but I had an, a divorce attorney come to me and say I'm getting business using your book. Can I use the back cover as a business card? Can I make it about my firm and pass out the book? And that caused me to say yes, first of all, and then also to think about what are other applications for other books that I have and then other books that I was helping to bring into the world and how could people market their books? So I've sold a lot of those books in bulk because I allowed, and this is, the beauty of being an indie published author, right? If you've got a traditionally published book, you can't say, well, I want to take the back cover and do a print run of 10,000 yeah. and put somebody else's information on the back, right? So this is the beauty of being the publisher as well as the, the author is selling that back cover space for a premium and then in that design and then turning around and selling bulk copies to the divorce attorney, but then also using my marketing mind to say, don't let your books be at rest. A book at rest is money at rest. A book in motion is money in motion. And so get those books in the hands of people who would have clients come to them and say, I'm going through a divorce. I need an attorney. Who should they go see? And it's like, oh, well, here's a book. On the back is the contact information of the, of the lawyer. Also, this might be a book you want to read. Yeah. Win, win, win. It's so genius. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, I just remember hearing that story and I was, uh, and I don't remember if this is before or after I liked you, but oh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I think it made you like me. 
think it made. No, you I do. No, in all seriousness, <laughs> I think it was around the time I was like questioning, but I was like, man, that is like, that is genius. And, and is, and is such, such a good idea. And it was a way to like, you know, um, get, get outside the box and not just think along the traditionally, like I'm going to upload this book on Amazon and sell it right. and on Kobo and wherever else, you know, and, right. and, and, you know, you really thought of like, what are other ways I can get this book out there going? And then also you're getting your name out there because you don't know who's going to read that book and then possibly look up something else for you and be like, Oh, you know, I've been looking up. I have. Yes. I'm sure there's I a lot had of that. that yeah. happen. I've had that happen. Yes. I've had people who come because, and so when I talk about an ecosystem, right. An author's ecosystem, it's like, you never know how someone enters your ecosystem. Yeah. Did they hear you on a podcast? Did they read a book and look for what other books that you have? Because that's what I do when I read a book by an author and I like the author. I go look at what else, what else do they have in that series? What other books do they have? Are they on Instagram? <laughs> Can yeah. I follow them? Do they do reels? Are they cool? I don't do reels, but so I'm not cool. But you're okay. I, I don't like do social watch, media at all. So you're good. <laughs> I like to watch what you're other people I like to watch what other people are doing. I like to get to know people. And the thing about our generation of writers and authors, as opposed to, you know, before social media and also the indie author piece, right. Is that authors used to be unicorns. We didn't know who they were unless they were like Stephen King or whatever. Right. We wouldn't know who they were if we saw them, but now you can not only discover an author you like, you can read all of their books. You can subscribe to their newsletter. You can follow them on social media and they might even answer you. Right. It's different. You can create an author reader relationship now that did not exist 10 or 20 or more years ago. It was, there was a definite separation of church and state, right? It's like there's authors and there are regular people. Now authors are regular people interacting with their readers, which I think is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very awesome. And it's really, you know, e even though I, you know, I obviously don't use social media. I mean, but there's, there's still, um, it's still really cool to connect with readers. Cause I, I connect with them through my mailing list and like, I, right. I will get random emails through my website from, uh, you know, cause like my whole thing is like, yeah, I've made it a little harder to reach me, I guess. Cause like, you can't just click on Facebook. I mean, I'm on there, but it, or like I have a profile on Facebook, but it's like, it says on there, Hey, I'm not going to answer on here. I'm never um, going to talk to you. So but, but it. I figure someone really <laughs> wants to talk to you, then they will take the extra step or two to contact you, which is what happens. Like there's a, my email's right, right there on my website. And people will find my website, they come, they email me and like, I, I, yep. it's, it's awesome. And I personally respond to every single email I get. Same, you know? same. Um, I do too. Unless it's mean, unless it's mean yeah. or it's someone who says, you know, I want to pick your brain about something for free, then I don't answer or I'll provide a link. But yes, for the most yeah. part, I answer every single email because I think it's so cool that someone has read one of my books and they're sending me an email. Like, what is that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I don't, I try not to reply to mean ones either. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome that you were able to do all that. So, um, now I know another thing that you do that is, that's awesome. That's amazing that we've talked about is, um, it, that I think people will be interested in hearing about more about is, uh, uh all the work you've done with Miracle Morning and, yep. and, and with how, and with how Elrod and, yeah. um, uh, you know, that, that was kind of a, so when you're talking about the divorce moms books, um, your that that series, like it, it that was a, that became a series of books, right? Like you found other yeah. things to um, to write about and and, and like did. niche stuff. And yep. 
y'all obviously you've obviously the miracle morning is another great example of that where you know you have miracle morning the original book there's miracle i know there's miracle morning for writers miracle morning for uh which one are you holding up teachers teachers you have yeah you have teachers you have real estate parents and families real estate salespeople, network marketing entrepreneurs addiction recovery college students there's a coloring book there's a positive coloring book for adults and kids which is really cool yes i'm sure i'm forgetting one of my children sorry (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of them. Yeah. You yeah. guys have built a whole empire over there. So, um, like I, I talk a little bit about that because I mean, how had all he was, he miracle morning was already a thing before you were involved. I mean, correct. Yeah. He had, he released the book in 12, 2012. Yeah. So this year is the 10th, 10th year of the miracle morning. We published our first book in 15, I think. So we met in 14. And how I met him, and this is one part practical, one part woo, right? It's part of my um, philosophy is you give away what you want more of. So the problem is congestion, right? If If you don't have something that you want, money, time, love, whatever, then the answer is circulation. So start the flow. The law of giving and receiving comes into play, right? So we might call it karma. If we want to go woo, it's the law of giving and receiving. If you're practical, nevertheless, um, part of my philosophy is to give away what I want more of. And what I want and what you want, Zach, I know for sure is five-star reviews, honest five-star reviews. Everywhere books are sold, (laughs) right? But I realized as a reader, I read two to three books a week. And I realized I was not taking the time to review the books. If I had something nice to say, if I could leave a four or five star review, I wasn't taking the time always to leave a review for a book. And I realized that, and I'm self-reflective. And so I was like, gosh, how can I want something that that I'm not giving? I got to start the flow. So the next book I read was The Miracle Morning. That was the review that I wrote. And next to my name, it said author, the successful single mom book series. So Hal saw that and sent me a message and said, do you want to write the Miracle Morning for single moms? I'm turning the Miracle Morning into a series. And I said, in my head, I said, no, I've written six books in the series. I'm done writing about single moms. I've moved on. I'm remarried, blah, 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 right? But but something in me said, my intuition, right? We all have it. Always listen to it. It's never wrong. Something said, have the conversation, just have the conversation. He's an author. You liked his book. You reviewed his book, have a conversation. And we ended up talking for two hours. And he said, I think you're actually the person I didn't know I was looking for because I want to turn the miracle morning into a series. I don't even know what I don't know. You know, a lot more than I do. Let's partner. And that was the beginning where he had two books in process. And so within a year and a half, we had published three and we just kept going until you know, he got cancer and, and things kind of came to a, to a slowdown. Yeah. Um, but that's how that started, um, was me being open to opportunities and also recognizing that if I wanted something, I needed to be willing to give it away. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, it, it's so interesting how relationships like that can start. I mean, that's how, it pretty much exactly what you did is how I've made some of my best friends in, in this and in, in people who have like helped me 
in my career, you know, I mean, Jay, I was a fan of Jay's podcast and reached out to him through email. And then, uh, you know, now we've basically built a business together, you know, right. You're you're just people, right. Anyone that you're listening to is just a person. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a real person and you have really nice things to say that are authentic and genuine, and you're sending them to an authentic, genuine person, you never know what cool things are going to happen. Yeah. You're yeah. I mean, um, one of my other best friends who I met uh, author friends is TW Piper Brook and who writes in my, uh, that's not his real name, by the way, that's a pen name. (laughs) That's a cool name. He'd probably be mad if I outed his real name on here, but, um, but (laughs) you can sell that secrecy for a price. Exactly. So (laughs) keep your real name a secret, but I need to know. I think we did kind of out it on here when he was here because he's also in a, in a, in a band that is like has a oh. record contract and stuff yeah. where he does use his real name, but I don't think we actually set. So I don't know, but anyways, people oh, can figure it out. But yeah. anyways, um, yeah, I, I became friends with him just, uh, cause I read his books and liked them and I reached out and told him and, and I had the same thing. Like I didn't mention in my email, I was an author or anything. I didn't, I didn't come in with any ask. It was just like, Hey, I read your book. I loved it. But I think I did have like my wet, like at the bottom of my signature, it says something about it. And, he was like, oh yeah, you know, I've seen you in the, um, in my also bots and stuff. And yeah. um, we're in the same yeah. genre. And now like we text every day, whenever we have books come out, um, we, we we'll hit each other's list and, you know, and he's got a massive list in the, in the, in my genre and stuff. So it definitely helps like, but it was a genuine thing. And I never expected that when I reached out to him. Well, you know, what's interesting is yesterday I was interviewed for a summit and it's called the uh, zero you start up a 90 day business summit or something like that. And the guy said, if you had, if you had no business right now and you had 90 days, you had, you had a 90 day runway, what would you do? And I said, I would call everyone I know. And I would ask them what I could do for them. Mm. Not what they could do for me. Like I already know what I sell and you probably know what I sell too. Right. If we're friends, but if I called you up and it was out of the blue, it had been a while since we had talked. And I just said, Zach, I was thinking about you. I saw your name in my Rolodex there. That dates me, right? Using the term Rolodex. And <laughs> it's okay. I, I had called a you. A long time ago. Right, so. right. Yep. And I said, I just wanted to say hello. I'm thinking about you. And I just wanted, you know, we, we get on the phone, we're chatting. It's like, I just, is there anything I can do for you? What do you need right now? What do you need next most in your life right now? Everybody is going through something, dealing with something, thinking of something or wants something, right? We all have goals, desires, objectives, right? Sometimes it's a cookie. Sometimes it's a Maserati, right? It depends on what day it is. And so then you would then logically ask me what? What can I do for you? How can I I help you? you? Right? If you have the right friends, it's just part of the logical conversation or the right connections, right? It doesn't have to be a friend. It could be someone you're friendly with. It could be a business connection, right? But if you just call someone up and go, I'm just thinking about you. You just popped into my mind. I just wanted to say, hello. I don't need anything per se, right? How are you? What do you need? You are likely going to say whatever. And then I could say, I lost my shirt. I literally have nothing. And I, you know, I know that the problem is congestion. The answer is circulation. What can I do for you? Yeah. You'd say, well, what do you mean you lost your shirt? How are you? What can I buy? I'll buy your books on Amazon. It's like, great. I have 53. <laughs> Load up the cart. <laughs> Load up the cart. Buy 10 of every one and my problems are solved. Woo-hoo! 
right? But you know what I'm saying is it's like, yeah. it's, 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 I said, I would start by giving, I would understand what my offering was. If I had to create something from scratch, I would look at what I know. I still have my knowledge and I know that there are income streams that are faster to spin up than others. And then I would start dialing for dollars, but not dollars for me, dollars for you, because I understand how it works. And what I put out comes back to me multiplied. So if I help solve one of your problems, help you achieve a goal or find the answer to a need, then I know if it doesn't come from you, it'll come from somewhere else. That's how it works. That's the woo part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so and- that's how it works is you reached out to somebody because you genuinely read their book and you liked it. I am genuine fans of people. And I had one of them call me the other day, the author of The Go-Giver, which is exactly this philosophy, is Bob Berg. Yeah. And Bob Berg Good reached book. out to me. Yeah. Right. It's a whole series. Bob's awesome. I follow, I'm connected to him on LinkedIn. And so he was, he was talking to two other really well-known guys and they were like, well, we don't know anything about self-publishing, but we know who does call on array. And so he called me and I was literally like, Bob, I have to be honest with you. I'm a huge fan. Like, <laughs> it's a really cool conversation that we're That's having. That's awesome. Yeah. It totally made my day. I'm just, I just want you to know, like I've read all your books. I've reviewed all your books. I think you're amazing. How can I help you? Right. And he was like, well, I'm a big fan of yours too. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I didn't even know he knew I was a person. Right. That's, you don't know yeah. who knows about you and you don't know who's read your work, but it was just really cool. And I don't know where, if anywhere it's going to go, but now I have a friend and be like, now I have Bob's cell phone number. Like I am super cool. That's awesome. I know right. our, uh, our mutual friend, Brittany, who I introduced you to, yes. and she's going to love that. Cause she actually was the one who gave me that. Let me borrow that book to read. So, <laughs> so oh, good. Oh, I haven't told her that I, but I've met her for coffee a few times now. Yeah. Like, she's so cool. Yeah. yeah, Hi, yeah Brittany's awesome. Yeah. We haven't seen each other. We usually hang out. We, for a while we were hanging out like once a week and I haven't seen her in like a month because of all the stuff that's been going on. So yeah. uh, I need yeah. to, I need, we, we've been playing phone tag last few days trying to figure that out, but uh, yes. yeah, she, she'll, she'll right. be stoked to hear that. Cause I know she'll listen to this. So yes. hi, hi, Brittany. <laughs> Hi, Brittany. We think you're awesome. You need to get her book, uh, Spotlight on Smyrna, if you're a listener and not Brittany. And Smyrna, Smyrna, Spotlight? Smyrna Spotlight. I always get that yep. wrong. Sorry. Um, okay. But it's about her town. It's about Smyrna, Tennessee and the businesses. She went and interviewed the businesses in Smyrna. And I'm actually doing that in my town. I'm actually yeah. going to publish a book on my town inspired by Brittany. So, you know, you just never know. And you introduced her to me at the conference, which was yeah. super cool, which yeah. I hope you're having this year, by the way. Yeah, she uh, she was really thrilled when she figured out that you were going to do the same thing. So she was pretty she was pretty excited yeah. that she inspired yeah. you. She inspired me like a million percent. I pull her book off the shelf all the time. I'm like, how did she do this? And what did she do here? And all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. and like something you were saying a minute ago too. I mean, uh, like going back talking about Jay again because I can't talk about him enough apparently on these podcasts. But I, I know when <laughs> I know when he was getting started, like something he did was he just. Um, you know, he kind of got known that early in any days he was putting together like these multi-author box sets when that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And he would just reach out to authors and be like, Hey, I'll do it and, and stuff. And, um, and you don't have to do anything. And, um, and, and, and another thing that he would kind of do is he would just, he would do exactly what you're saying. He would reach out to authors. And if he heard that they were struggling with something or like something technical or something, he would reach out and be like, Hey, I, I'll help you with that. Even if he didn't know how to do it. And, 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 and one thing that happened with him and kind of his attitude was like, yeah, a lot of times those all people would come back to him and be like, well, you're saying, well, what do you need? But even if they didn't, the way Jay looked at it was like, well, like I learned how to do something new. 
<laughs> you know, that now I know how to do. Right. Like I, I still got something right. out of this because again, he did, he didn't have, he didn't have that expectation necessarily getting something back, which you don't either, but no, um, like, I know like, it's going to come back from somewhere. So I'm not worried about like exactly. keeping track or keeping score. Like no. well, I bought coffee for you. Now I know people that do that. Like, well, I bought last time. Now it's your turn to buy. And I'm always like, I don't know who bought last time I'll buy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, it's coffee. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it, uh, you know, it's, it's, you never know like where things can lead. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we heard, I, I won't, I don't know if he talks about it publicly. I can't remember, but like, you know, going back to JD, like JD has a crazy story about how he started talking to Stephen King. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, uh, I remember he told it at the, at yeah. the, or maybe he told some of it at your event. He did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And which I'm not going to say it here because I don't want people to think they can go do it. And I don't know if he's like been public about it because it's definitely something you should not do. But, um, but he had similar things happen, like with getting with James Patterson and, and, and being able to write the, the Dracula. Yeah. Jim. I'm sorry. He does call him Jim. Yeah. He does call him Jim. (laughs) We call him James. He's Mr. Patterson to us, everybody. No, he definitely, yeah. He'll, he'll be like, before we record rising sometime, he'll be like, I might have to bow out of here because I'm waiting on a call from Jim. And we're like, yeah, okay. But, no, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but it was a similar thing with, uh, you know, it, with the being able to write the prequel to Dracula with, uh, with Dacre Stoker. Like he, that's an in, crazy story too. Of just, no, that's amazing. So and, 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 and you could say, is, is there some luck involved with all that stuff? Sure. Like, yeah. Okay. But like at the same time, Luck There's... is preparation meeting opportunity every single time. Yeah. It's preparation meeting opportunity. It's being prepared and ready when the opportunity strikes you. It's knowing who you're talking to. It's knowing what you sell or what you're about, what you need. So when someone asks you, right, it's it's giving without expect- ex- an expectation of anything coming back to you in return, right? All of that is luck. And I think all of that factors in. So at, um, and I know we don't have, I know you gotta get out of here pretty soon, but, um, I, I am curious, like at what point, um, at what point, like during your, your business building and stuff, did you, did you start implementing, uh, the, the coaching side and all, and, and that stuff that you're doing? Cause I know that that's a pretty big part of your business now, like your masterminds and coaches stuff. Like when, when did that yeah. start coming into play with your book? Well, that was before a book. That was okay. before book writing. That was wow. before book writing. That was about the turn of the century. Okay. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um, the end of the last century, the beginning of this century is when I started um, doing the coaching because I was late 20s. Yeah. Right? So I, I was born in 70. So, right. So like I was in my late 20s, early 30s when I was transitioning from one business into another and getting a foothold as a coach. And then the logical progression is coach speaker and then author. So I was do, I was coaching, you market your coaching by speaking, then people pay you for speaking. And then someone says, do you have a book in the back of the room? And you say, no, then you call on a rank and she'll help you because she did that already. (laughs) (laughs) I've already been to that dance. I can help you. Um, but it's, it was coach, speaker, author. And then I was doing a lot of, uh, my speaking was more corporate training. And then I was coaching clients and then they would say, well, someone discovered you because of your book. Should I write a book? And so then I moved into books, you know, in the, in the late aughts, 
right? Um, started self-publishing in 04 and then started helping people with publishing, you know, right around 09, 10, 11. Yeah. So you're a real OG to self-publishing because yeah. <laughs> I mean, 04 yeah, yeah, was I, before the Kindle was a th- before you. 04 was thing. before Kindle. Yeah. Yep. And I remembered and how I kind of had my aha moment with publishing was I had published through Smashwords very early through Kindle. I did my first book as an ebook and a paperback book, but then I didn't like, it was so long ago, Zach, that they didn't pay you electronically. You had to make a hundred dollars in royalties Yeah, and Amazon would mail you a check. And so what happened was I didn't remember that I had even done that. Cause you know how sometimes they're like, you know, do you want to sign up for this rewards card or whatever? And then you go five years later and they're like, oh, you're a member. Oh, I don't even remember. I ever yeah. shopped here. Same exact thing. Same exact thing for me. And so it was my husband's birthday and I was, my mother-in-law was driving and I saw on Twitter something about Smashwords and Kindle digital publishing. And so I went and there was $9,000 waiting for me. They had oh, been wow. sending checks. They had been sending checks that were returned for like four years and every month the checks were getting bigger. So people were buying the ebook and I didn't even think I'd sold even one ebook except that a client had once said to me, I bought your book for my Kindle. And I was like, well, the royalty on that's like, you know, 17 cents. So it's gonna, I'm gonna have to sell a million books in order to make a hundred dollars. So it never occurred to me that the book had been selling and selling and selling. So by the time I got in there and like put in my banking information that, you know, they were like, hey, genius, you know, we've been sending you a paper check. Well, I had had a, an office as a single woman, right? So my protection was, my, my office was not in my home, my business address. Yeah. Now, now my husband, you know, just sits on the, on the porch and cleans his guns. <laughs> He's a deterrent um, to any crazy people. Um, but they were sending a check to that office. Well, when I had gotten married, I stopped. I just started using my home address as my address. And so they were, Amazon was still had that address. They were still sending that and the mail was being returned to them. So they were just sending the letter and it was being returned That's for years crazy. for like three or four years. And so by the time I logged in and like put in my banking information, I like, remember I was in a Barnes and Noble and I got the notification, like you've had a deposit for 9,700 or something like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So then I was like, oh, well, maybe I should turn all of my books into ebooks. And then I read about Smashwords and and went through Smashwords and and you know spent weeks just getting all the files and uploading and doing distribution and all those things. And and you know, that was a long time ago. Yeah. RIP Smashwords. <laughs> RIP Smashwords. Yes, they yeah. have been acquired. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, last week on the show, um, uh, and I actually mean like by the time people hear this, it will have been the last episode. I talked to Mark Leslie of Thabe, um, and, <laughs> and 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 we uh, and and we we talked about their acquisition and stuff over at Draft Digital Smashwords. So that's uh, yeah. yeah. Time timely yeah. for you to bring them up, but uh, yes. Well, but I mean that's how, how long ago that it was is when Amazon was sending a paper check, but you had to have a hundred dollars in royalties. And I didn't have a hundred dollars in royalties for a long time. But then apparently, you know, the next thing you know, it's a real thing. That's awesome. That's it awesome. It became a real thing. Yeah. 
Well, listen, I'm gonna let you get out of here. I know you uh, got other things to tend to other than dear old me. So well, I um, want to talk to you more. Do you have any more questions before we roll? I, I could keep we could keep talking for another hour. But I think I want to wait Easily. because I think we should talk for another hour at some point, but we should do it in person. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. um, maybe I, I kind of have an idea. I think maybe we should do one with you and Byron. I think that actually oh. might be kind of fun. We could do that one in person. So, uh, cause I'd like to have him too. Cause I'd love to talk about some of the stuff that he's doing and, and yes. done as well. So yes. since he's, he's, he's a creative and kind of another kind of way. So, um, he is. Yeah. yeah, we can well, talk about him cleaning his guns. About, yes. My, yes. My husband is definitely the person who steals all my friends. So <laughs> he's way cooler, way, way, way cooler than I am. And, uh, so when you start talking to him, they'll be like, honorary who? Right? <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, oh, it's Byron. Yeah. He is a cool guy. So he is a cool guy. Yeah. But uh, well, hey, anything you want to promote, right? This is your chance. Oh, this is my chance. Um, gosh, I think we've talked about so many of my things. I would feel yeah. like weird about like, oh, and by the way, um, no, what do you what how can I help you, Zach? What are you promoting? <laughs> what book did you just release? I'm 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 working on my next release right now. I actually just got the cover today, and I'm hoping for a uh, like I'm it? hoping for a April release of the sixth book in my Dead South series. So um, yeah, that's that's what oh, I, that's okay. what I've got going on. So nice, very yeah. good. Everyone, go read books one through five so that you're ready for the release. And then and it, Zach won't say this, but I'll say that the coolest thing you can do if you're listening and you're a lover of anyone's books, right? Especially Zach, though, though, because he's the host of this amazing podcast is to leave reviews everywhere books are sold, because that's what we all want as authors, honest five-star reviews. If you can't say something nice, then be quiet <laughs> and, remain, <laughs> and remain quiet, Um but share it, share it on the socials and share it with your friends. That's how people discover books and all of that. That's what I wanted to promote. I wanted to promote you because you're awesome. I knew you were going to do that. So <laughs> I, I guess I should have really told people I'm, I'm currently taking uh, editing jobs too. So if you need an editor for your book, you can hit me up. You are? Me, so. What kind of editing do you do? This is a real conversation right now. <laughs> Things just got real. Things just got real because I need editors all the time. I need new um, editors all the time. So I'm doing, I'm doing line editing and I'm also doing, um, uh, we have a three-story method editing we've launched as well. So I'm doing, uh, so, which is more specific to, uh, I mean, we do nonfiction, but like it's more fiction and that's more, it's, it's, it's a very specific type of, uh, developmental edit, uh, that Jay came up with. That's actually really cool. So, uh, nice. I do, if you need developmental editing or story, we have, I do three story method editing as well. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So do you care about the genre or it's just with you? Story? No, I'll read with anything me? you write. Well, <laughs> I am writing, I'm actually writing a serial because of Stephanie Bond. Cause Stephanie Bond. Yeah. I knew you, I yes. knew you were thinking about it. Yeah. No, I'm writing it. I write it. I've been writing it every day, every day this nice. year, every business day this year, I've been writing in my serial. I'm only on January 21st though. Cause I'm starting it January of next year. I was going to so ask, my, so you're going to, you're going to write starts. it all and then publish it all. Yeah. Okay. I'm going nice. to publish it one month at a time. Like she does, Yeah. but I should be, I should be writing one day every day and be like, I should be on today but I'm not, I'm more than a month behind. So okay. I've got to, I've got to get my, I've got to get my flywheel, but fiction is new for me. Writing fiction is new for me. So I'm just having a good time 
And so does the three-story method work in serials? It can. Yeah. It can. I think okay. it could. For, it'd be, it's a little different because like you, obviously with a serial, you're going to have like a arc, but like it's, it's, a, it's yeah. probably going to be a much slower arc because you're yeah. obviously trying to feed it every day. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to, uh, to I'm not going to overanalyze it because if I overthink it, then I won't do anything, right? A confused mind says no. And I get really confused really easily when it comes to the fiction stuff. The nonfiction stuff doesn't bother me at all, but the fiction stuff, I get in my head about it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep writing. You probably, for honestly, for that, for a serial, you probably don't really need that level of like developmental editing, though. Like, to be honest. No, I probably will just have someone edit it, like line edit it, yeah. and then see what happens. I think that the first thing always sucks anyway, right? The first thing we do generally can just need improvement. So we're just, we're just going to need improvement. That's what I, I'm, I'm putting myself in the needs improvement category when I'm done, but at least I will be done. Published is better than perfect. Well, we definitely should talk about that at some point. Have you come on okay. and talk about your serial, like maybe closer when it launches. So yes. Yeah. But, uh, well, cool. Well, I will have, uh, I'll obviously have, uh, your website and everything down in the show Thank notes you. for anybody who's interested, uh, which I believe is just honorayquarter.com, Correct. It is. Yes. Yeah. Since you couldn't yes. say it yourself, you refused to. <laughs> I was, I was promoting zachbohannon.com. That's who you are though, which I, well, I, I, I love. Also somebody who was on your podcast, whose podcast released this week? Was it Patrick? Whose podcast released? Cause I saw someone who said, I'm the Zach Bohannon's podcast. Like and it was released this week. Who was it, that? I don't. Uh, uh, was it Roland Denzel? Was it? Do you know him? Maybe. Yes, it might have been Roland. Yeah, yeah. Ro Roland. Roland was. I think was is is the latest guest. As I'm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been yeah, recording these so far so in cool. advance. I kind of forget. <laughs> I thought it was so cool though, because I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> he's like, it's these, I'm like, I know he's in my phone. He's my friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to come to my house, but I'm going to cancel on him. So he's coming. He's well, it would, it wouldn't have been fun. It wouldn't have been. No, fun. I wouldn't have. We'll get, we'll get together it, when the weather's better fun. and uh, yeah. it, it'll, it'll be fun, but I appreciate and, you at least having your yard in the background for me to see. You're welcome. So. You're welcome. I'm here to serve. I'm here for awesome. you. Awesome. <laughs> well, Honore, thank you so much for coming on spending time with me. And uh, I will I see you in person very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure that out in like two minutes and then we'll roll on with our day. Thank you so much, awesome. Zach. Thank Thanks you. everyone for listening. Have a great day. Perfect. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creator Dad Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join the official Creator Dad Discord community where fellow creator dads like you and me connect to discuss our creative endeavors, parenting, relationships, music, movies, and TV, sports, money, all the things that dudes love to talk about. Get all the details at patreon.com slash creator dad.